0: Movies in 4K. Hello everyone all over internet land. I am Bill Shetty.
1: I'm Lady Phantom.
0: And you're listening to episode 43 of Movies in 4K. This is the podcast that covers 4K movies and a bunch of other stuff. So we're going to start it right now. Latest news, Lady Phantom, what do you got?
1: I have that some archaeologists discovered over 100 skulls at an Aztec site in Mexico City. They had already discovered some, okay?
0: Them brutal Aztecs, right? Yeah.
1: So basically, this structure that they found some time ago, it's called Huey And it was discovered five years ago with the Urban Archaeology Program of the Mexico Government National Institute of Anthropology and History. So now, these archaeologists, they have found an additional 119 human skulls in the eastern side of the tower, and it is believed to be one of seven collections of skulls that stood in the Aztec capital, Tenochtitlan. A uh, total of 484 skulls had previously been identified at the site. And it's supposedly between the periods of 1486 and 1502. And yeah, I mean, these skulls, they, they do come from their practices, you know, their rituals. And uh, they are supposed to be women and children and men like some of them may be warriors, but many of them not warriors. So that's it. It's an it's a new discovery and it's pretty I wouldn't say cool, but those Aztec people no 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 wonder everybody yeah, hated. What them.
0: a job <laughs> those anthropologists have digging up dirt. <laughs> it's, it's
1: I know. So
0: boring to me.
1: And but. it was like like I saw some pictures. And it's like a wall, you know, and also skulls on the on the ground. But it's like skulls together like bricks kept together with some kind of thing. It, in, in Spanish, it's called argamasa. It's just like this thing that they used to bind bricks and stuff. But, of course, the, the thing that they used back then. And, yeah, I mean, those Aztecs, they were brutal. They were brutal. No wonder the other peoples they just hated them and they helped the spanish conquer them and well they succeeded
0: so there you go a journey back 500 years ago and i got something that just fits the podcast really it's entertainment news henry cavill was injured filming the series he's a part of called the witcher
1: Mm -hmm, yeah netflix series i think
0: so first i'm curious have you seen this Phantom?
1: i've wanted to but i don't have netflix
0: okay so if you don't know out there and if you would have asked me this probably a year or more ago i wouldn't even have known who henry cavill is but he is the new superman guy and i'm sure many other things
1: yeah i first saw him when he was in the Tudors. he played charles something he was one of henry the eighth's friends and of course at the end he's not that much of a friend but yeah and that was he was young oh no wait before that he was in monte cristo um, a movie with jim caviezel and he played the 16 year old of edmundo dantes there so
0: yeah i was actually blown away when i seen man of steel phantom showed me that a year or two ago and uh, perfect casting for the superman franchise in my opinion because he's just got that nice boy look and looks like reeve a little bit and i think he's a pretty cool dude but anyway back to the story he injured his leg but they didn't Get any more information from the movie studio about this, which is kind of bizarre, like they're keeping it under wraps. All they know is he was injured and he's not filming right now, even though the show is still filming. So they're keeping it on the down low. So I don't know if it was more serious than they thought or they're playing it under the rug somewhat or something. Mm -hmm. But who knows? But he was injured. He got hurt, so...
1: Yeah, and actually, I have seen pictures of him in in that character of The Witcher, because as as fate would have it, I had seen before some images of that video game. It was one video game that I was never very much acquainted with, but he looks just right. Like he look, he totally looks the part. So
0: there you have our news of
1: the week. Viva Las Vegas.
0: This week, we chose a nine-year-old movie, so not that old in comparison to what we have been picking. And it is a horror movie, Hostile Part 3 from 2011, Lady Phantom. And do you want to describe just a brief synopsis of what 1 and 2 was, Phantom? Just the overall premise.
1: It's just about people who find themselves kidnapped and taken to places where other people kill them and torture them to for amuse paying. themselves and uh-huh. they pay for this like they are rich people who pay to be able to kill other people
0: yes and torture and maim and, and whatever they
1: want yes
0: so in this one it takes place in vegas and little different story here they still do the abductions and stuff like that But what the people are doing in this one is, because it's in Vegas and gambling and everything, they're actually taking bets.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: (laughs) There's a studio of people that watch these other doctors and nurses hired to do certain things to the people that get abducted. And they're betting in the background and making money, and it goes into the underground world here, so... What do you want to say about this one, Phantom?
1: I don't even know why they made it. I mean, it has no feel of hostile whatsoever. Yeah, it does. I mean, yeah, because they do try and, in some cases, succeed in torturing people and killing them. But one thing that's that always stood out to me in Hostile and Hostile Two specifically was that there was torture and they stayed on it and you could see everything here. They shied away from everything except for a very few things that they show and that it's are still okay. pretty
0: brutal. It's still not a
1: PG 13. no. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, no, it's not, but it's really contained. If you compare it to the others, plus the others, the story was way more straightforward here. One thing that I actually couldn't stand about this movie was that it looked like it was going somewhere and then they fool you and then it's something else. And when it happens once, it's perfect. When it happens three, four times, you go like, can't you just make a good movie See, with a good
0: story? That's the part I liked about this movie because Phantom's right. It's a completely different feel. And why it's a different feel is because it's in United States the other ones were in other countries out in the middle of nowhere in these lands.
1: Yeah. But and it's they not were story. down.
0: No, but they were down in the swallows of the city and in underground bunkers and, uh, you know, brick things underground. And it had a real dirty appeal. Now they tried to do that here and that's a fault, but, You know, capturing people from Vegas on the strip and then taking them to this warehouse or something. Lost that appeal because one of the things that made Hostel, the franchise, realistic to me was as a foreigner going to another land, you're unaware of a lot of different things. And we're talking about, I think the first one was in Serbia or someplace like that. Yeah,
1: and you are vulnerable.
0: Right. And here it lost all of that because you're in a huge population city with hundreds of thousands of people, even though they did end up drugging them and taking them away. It lost that because the original hostel was actually kind of slow and nothing happened for a good 45 minutes. Uh They were just traveling through countries and end up in the wrong spot. You know, taking trains and stuff like that, yeah, until they get into this situation. This moves pretty quick and it it was almost phantom. I don't know if you felt this like a mix of the hangover with a hostel, a weird hostel.
1: Yeah., uh, I,
0: I, I know you didn't I mean, think yeah, it was but funny, the thing but is they that- tried it.
1: But it was dumb. I mean, at some point in the movie, they make a point of saying one of the bad guys that that's why we only get people that won't be missed. Really? So then why do you kidnap some someone who's about to get married and he's in Vegas for the bachelor party? Like, th- that's really intelligent of you. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just dumb. And then there is another plot that, of course, I won't say because it's a spoiler that gave it, some like like really is this your story i just hated it i hated it
0: a big fault with this movie is they didn't have the budget eli roth didn't direct it so that's a big step down somebody got the rights to it probably had like a million dollars yeah tried to keep it going because this was direct a video this didn't play at theaters Mm -hmm. but you know i was still involved in the movie and there is some silly things in it and the four lead guys a couple of them are really annoying in this to me Mm -hmm. watching them just the way they acted and they didn't shut up and i didn't want to hear their voices (laughs) so let's talk about the vegas scenes and this is so bizarre let me explain Ah. okay so you get all exterior footage of the strip in downtown it happens three four times in the movie
1: yeah teleporting people too like they are downtown and then suddenly they are on the strip
0: okay all that footage i am almost sure of this and if you know otherwise let me know but i'd be shocked i think it was all stock footage
1: yes absolutely
0: because this was not not (laughs) filmed in las Vegas. vegas
1: maybe also there are a few scenes on the like on a highway you know to a different state and it looks those like could have been like that could have been, been out in the
0: desert somewhere
1: uh-huh. on but the then outskirts. again i mean deserts the around here they all pretty much look the same so it could have been something like that
0: i'm sure that was but those uh-huh. were like flybys that was very minimal but this was yeah. completely shot in detroit and it sure felt it because it's funny because when phantom seen this when they go out of the casino and then, like, the screen just breaks into this dark slum of an area, and Phantom was like, this ain't Vegas, and yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, the building, it's like something you would never see here. Yeah, the building was, the was like from the parts.
0: 1800s. It's and, like a and warehouse. And big,
1: and big and in the middle of nowhere. It just feels wrong. I don't know if that happens to you guys, but to me, like, places feel like they are the place and wherever i go it has a feel special to that place and the feel of that building i didn't even know where it was because i have never been in a a place that that actually looks or feels like that but i was the only thing i was positive it's it's not vegas
0: yes and you could tell just by the architecture and the trees around and the streets how they're laid out because they get picked up by a limo so they're driving like downtown and then you get a cut scene to this slum. And you're like, what? this ain't Vegas. I mean, I know pretty much every corner of Vegas. I've lived here 20 years now. So I'm like, wow. So I had to research it after the movie's over. Oh, okay. I actually thought it was shot in like some slum in LA or something, but uh-huh. it was actually Detroit, which makes perfect sense abandoned
1: mm-hmm. some derelict yes yeah,
0: 1800 building and funnily enough they are inside of a casino during about 10 minutes of this movie there is a casino in detroit i never knew and that's where there was there's only one mm-hmm. casino in michigan there's one actually in detroit it's probably an indian run place i would assume i i don't know but Even the casino, you know, it wasn't a Vegas casino. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, it it was just so, it felt so wrong. It felt so cheap.
0: It was funny, though, Phantom, because it did catch me off guard for a split second because there is one casino, it's called The D, downtown, Uh where they have women up dancing in a bikini. And this casino had that. So I did a double take, but then I'm looking around at how small this was the machines the tables and i was like no way
1: yeah and even those girls they i mean i've seen those girls at the dna they don't act like that it's it was like ugh, I, I really didn't like so that.
0: you get very minimal vegas action just basically fly by yeah vegas You've was seen. just an
1: excuse in the movie right which as a makes plot sense
0: point. it was a good plot point because that's how the movie opens is you know they're at a bachelor party so that worked all right enough of hostile part three what do you got phantom
1: three out of ten please avoid it it's just dumb
0: all right i am giving it a five Mm -hmm. we've been on a spree of watching a lot of horror movies over the past couple weeks for a top 10 list over on horror movie weekly and this is perfectly average to me there was some good things i liked all the twists And I was telling Phantom Watch, I'm like, yeah, you didn't see that coming because I've seen this movie before. So I thought they were really clever because you didn't see them. Like you never would have expected the twists in this.
1: Yeah, and I agree. The the first and the second twist, maybe. But then they keep trying to fool you. and, And at some point, I was like, you know what? Just stop. If you cannot make a solid story don't try to just get me with plot twists that i don't see coming because that is lazy writing and i hated it
0: yeah i disagree with phantom that's what i like because most of these characters were annoying to me except the lead guy the one that's gonna be getting married the one yeah party i think he is
1: the only one that i vaguely remember from somewhere i don't know where i've seen it before but i know i have But to be honest, people, like, I am the kind of person that when I finish a movie, and especially if I like it, I dive into IMDb and I read everything I can. This one, I just couldn't be bothered. It's not, not. Why do you
0: hijacking my rating? You've talked about it. Because
1: you have hijacked mine before. And by no means is it one of the worst horror movies ever, because there are others that are way more terrible this one is just not good enough and i just dislike lazy writing and cartoony bad guys so that's that
0: well it's definitely a step down from the first two it's more tamer the violence um it still has that hostile feel to me but the main thing lacking is that it's in the united states and the appeal was in a foreign land where you don't know you don't speak the language that was really key and you don't know what's going on here so that hurt it to me so if you're a fan of the hostile franchise i would say rent it it's not worth a buy it's bizarre because one and two is on a blu-ray or you can buy them separate this one is only available on dvd but it was an ultra low budget so I wouldn't say get the DVD, but if you're interested in the franchise, you might as well finish off the trilogy. So five and rent. Let's move this along. So, Lady Phantom wanted to torture Bill Shetty before Christmas this year, and what we're covering is from 2001, the original, I guess you would say, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. It is rated PG, runs for two hours and 30 minutes almost, listed in three genres, Lady Phantom, Adventure, Family, Fantasy.
1: Yeah. That's it. That. Yeah? Yeah. Straight up yeah
0: no doubt okay and who directed this film
1: chris columbus (laughs) really yeah i think he did home alone didn't he
0: it's not the guy that sailed and found america
1: (laughs) i know right the other day i was reading about it christopher columbus who names his kid that (laughs) but yeah his name is actually christopher columbus
0: all right, you want to mention the writer who's popular there? Of
1: course, J.K. Rowling.
0: And who's your main stars, Lady Finn?
1: Well, let's say the three main kids that by now they are very, very recognizable stars are uh, Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, and Rupert Grint. But...
0: Oh, that was Emma Watson, the little
1: girl? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and Rupert Grint, you might, you might remember him from Servant, the series, but maybe not. And then we have a bunch, bunch of actors, like the late Richard Harris, the late John Hurt. We have Matt, the great Maggie Smith, I love that woman, Robbie Coltrane, Fiona Shaw, Harry Melling, Richard Griffiths. Uh, also the late one. all
0: people i've never Ian heard Hart,
1: of. <laughs> warwick davis who you know very you well would
0: Know it's him in this anyway
1: well no so i know makeup? because i know him yeah later on it's funny because in the third movie that at some point we will review he plays the same character he played here but he looked completely different it's like someone made a makeover on him it was weird and um, alan rickman is also in this and he is very famous because of this as well and yeah lots of people
0: all right and just remember there is eight movies in this franchise we only cover one via audio and then we'll have written reviews coming out in 2021
1: (laughs) (laughs) eventually
0: but they will be appearing on billsheddy.com so bookmark that site all right they got one sentence to describe it phantom and what did they come up with
1: an orphan boy enrolls in a school of wizardry where he learns the truth about himself, his family, and the terrible evil that haunts the magical world.
0: I wouldn't say he enrolled himself, but anyway.
1: Yeah, I know. That sounds like he went and yeah. he, like, no, actually he had no idea he was a wizard, but he finds out and then he goes to this school and then the rest of the description is pretty accurate
0: all right so this film starts with two wizards i guess that's what you call
1: a wizard and a witch
0: okay they appear down the street and you see some magic going on with the one wizard guy and this big gnarly beastly guy i would say he's gigantic because he's
1: a half giant
0: yes so and i gotta talk to you about that in uh when we get to the effects portion because i'm curious with something with that because i do know that guy i have seen him in one movie so he appears with a baby gives him to the wizard and the witch and for some unknown reason and maybe phantom's going to explain this to me and don't go by the book phantom by what the movie shows because she's prolific in the books can't talk about that They leave the baby on a doorstep of a couple parents, and they got a son. And this boy, baby boy they leave, has a mark on his face. It's like a lightning bolt symbol on his forehead. It's a scar. So then we get 30 minutes of this family, and oh my God, could I be rolling my eyes more with this? I mean, they're pretty bad people. Mm -hmm. Jokey, though. (laughs) Mm-hmm. It's really lighthearted here, but you know, they're horrible to this little kid because once they drop the baby off, it jumps 11 years. So you don't see what happens for 11 years, which I found bizarre. But anyway, you see they keep him in this little room under the stairs, and he's almost like a servant. He's got to mm-hmm. feed them and everything, and they criticize him and they stick up for their son. And you come to learn that there is a relationship with the wife of this family. But we're not getting into that. So anyway, these owls are delivering a letter to Harry Potter. And the father don't want him to get a letter, which was so weird to me. I mean, I don't. (laughs) He was jealous he was getting a letter. I don't know. Maybe she's going to explain more to me on that. But anyway, he don't let him read the letter. And then all these birds, owls, everything, they're shooting letters all over the place. And then there comes a time when we meet this giant guy again and finally gives him the letter and takes him off to Hogwarts. Is that what it's called?
1: The school is Hogwarts, yeah.
0: Yes, which we have a little journey there. Mm -hmm. So with that good first hour of the movie there, 50 minutes somewhere around, what did I miss, Phantom? You just heard me explain. Did I miss something? Did yeah. they not explain it?
1: I mean, at some point when he finally gets the letter, that the aunt, his aunt, she tells him, like, of course we didn't want you to know that you were a wizard because I knew what my sister was and she was just a freak. They vowed to put an end to the magical thing itself mm-hmm. altogether that's why they well, didn't want him to say see the that letter. part
0: i didn't you heard me walk that through. i didn't want to spoil it's that not she's a spoiler. related all right
1: it's not it a spoiler not really never seen the movie okay but it's not a spoiler because i mean of course it happens in as you said in the first hour but it's pretty quick really i like it's it, not quick well it's quick enough so i don't think that's a spoiler but that's why they didn't want him to see the letter because they just don't want him to know that he's a wizard, but it's not like they can no, stop him. No, because
0: the father didn't really even know because he looked astounded when he was looking at his wife.
1: Oh no, he knew, he knew.
0: All right, well, th- that character was so goofy. Oh my God, so, what a caricature of a person yeah. that guy was. It's horrible, horrible. No, nah. Now I know this is made for kids no we're not gonna get into an argument but anyway you do learn that harry during these scenes does have some powers because there's a snake scene was kind of cool actually his cousin is a real
1: (laughs) spoiled brat
0: kid yes oh loathed watching this kid too like such overacting to me but anyway you just don't want good things for this kid. And there's some, you know, he gets some retribution on his cousin, Mm -hmm. you know, in this snake scene. But then let's get to when they get shuffled off to this magician school.
1: They start- Magician, come on. It's different.
0: Ah, same to me. It's magical stuff. So now, Phantom, we're not walking this through every step. So I'm going to gloss over it. We might be some people- that might be interested in this i don't know <laughs> that hasn't seen it i never seen it but we don't do spoilers so there's a lot of kids this is all a school for kids all around the same age funnily enough you know i didn't really see a big age gap it's not like i seen five-year-olds and 17 year olds they were all right around they were only year.
1: between the, the ages of 11 and 17 <laughs>
0: okay so they get split into four houses yeah and harry gets chosen for the gryffindor yeah and why were they so intent in this scene i gotta ask phantom this because i'm like rolling my eyes is they're almost like wishing for a certain house like they don't know nothing about this place well
1: true but the point with, for example, the the Weasleys, you know, like the, the redhead boy, he wanted to, he needed to be in Gryffindor because all his family had been in Gryffindor. So it was a, a family thing. It would have been almost a dishonor for the family if he wasn't in Gryffindor. Harry himself, he just, if you remember, he just not wanted to be in Slytherin because like Ron had just told him, and I think Hagrid also told him that all wizards or that there wasn't a bad wizard that hadn't come from Slytherin which is untrue but okay so he just was like not Slytherin not Slytherin so so he got chosen for Gryffindor
0: one point that we missed or I missed describing it is Harry Potter is the only one that survived and is worshipped by this whole place, magical land, because yeah. he's the only one that ever survived a bad wizard.
1: Yeah, but there's more to the It's not that. It's that he was the boy who lived. like He was the one that survived. But when he survived, the dark wizard disappeared. So to the wizarding world, it was... Uh, Like, getting free from the evil that this guy was.
0: Yes. And, of course, like, what would happen in real life. Some kids are, like, jealous and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, don't want him to get all the attention because he's getting the attention. Mm -hmm. So, they're in school and they got different teachers and they're learning how to use their magic and their wands and stuff like that. So, you take over from there where the story goes now walk it through carefully there, Phantom.
1: Well, somewhere along the way, something happened when at the beginning, and I'm backtracking a little because it's necessary, Hagrid took uh Harry to get his money at the wizarding bank, where and there are goblins. Loaded. Uh-huh. And he happens to have a lot of money from his parents. And uh, Hagrid picks up something for Dumbledore, a very small something. And then at some point during a meal at Hogwarts, Harry borrows the Daily Prophet, the, the journal, let's say. And he sees that that vault where he went with Hagrid got robbed. Or let's say that they tried to rub it, but it had been emptied before. So Harry was like, wait a minute, that's where I went with Hagrid. So what they were after was what he took out. Hmm. And then at some point also they keep having, because these people, these three guys or this two guys and this girl, they get in trouble all the time. They discover that there's a three-headed dog guarding something. And they try to think what it can be until they come to the conclusion that it has to be whatever that was taken from the bank. And they, Hagrid has a habit of slipping things that he shouldn't, and at, at some point he tells them that they shouldn't care about what was there that is between Dumbledore, the headmaster, and Nicholas Flamel. Now, Nicholas Flamel, of course, is someone that they don't know who it is, but they try to find out and at some point also they find out that he is the only known creator of the sorcerer's stone which funnily enough originally it was the philosopher's stone i don't know why in the american version of the book and movie they changed the thing to sorcerer's stone and this is only actually here because like in mexico whenever i had seen that movie they had said philosophers it's like they they filmed it twice So I found some scenes here that didn't ring normal to me, and it was because they changed philosophers to sorcerers, but I digress. They find out that this is what they are guarding, and they think that there's a teacher that is after the stone. So the point is to get to the stone before the bad guy does. That's the adventure part of this. Yes.
0: Not them learning how to use their wizardry and stuff no, like that. No,
1: no, no. I mean, that's because a lot of
0: this movie is that.
1: Yes. And I think that is more prevalent in this movie because it is the introduction. And yes, I mean, in all movies or in almost all the movies, there is a little part of the actual teaching and, and magic that is happening around them. But all the movies, beginning with this one, have a theme. That's why this is about the philosopher's stone or sorcerer's stone all
0: right let's get into the technicals that's a lot of description on this movie if you ask me the music fits this movie it's got that whimsical fantasy feel like magical symbols and uh chimes and things like that i mean i i would say i liked it yeah because it was soft and it was prevalent throughout the movie yes. so that was a positive to me So this is what I wanted to talk to you about, the special effects. Now, as we know, well, maybe not. (laughs) Usually to film somebody that looks like a giant without using CGI, and I'm going to go back to the Green Mile because I know how they do Mm -hmm. this, they build a trench for the normal people, and then the giant walks on regular land is that how this was done because this guy did look big and it didn't look fake
1: yeah i'm pretty sure they used perspective and that kind of trickery
0: shooting up or something with the camera
1: yeah i think so because for example when he was next to harry i mean harry i mean this kid daniel radcliffe he was 11 12 at the time he was tiny anyway He was the
0: size of warwick davis maybe a little taller
1: yeah uh, probably a little taller but Hagrid also looks massive next to other adults so I'm pretty sure they use this kind of of uh, practical effects to like the Lord of the Rings that they did the same
0: yes so that was really exciting to me I like that because I'm not into this story so gotta stay into this film somehow so now the special effects Uh, let's talk about the scene when they're in the subway or train station and they have to run through a brick wall to get the yeah. Hogwarts train basically
1: the platform nine and yes. three quarters
0: that was really cool looking like the first two like you see them go in there and then they don't dissolve but you still see parts of their body as they're going through now when Harry goes through they just cut to him on the other side mm-hmm. but the first couple That was interesting. How did they do that?
1: I assume some kind of CGI or something. I don't know how they did it, but they it was good. Yeah, that looked
0: good. Now, what didn't look good? There's a part when there's some white ghosts flying around. Oh,
1: that looked okay. I thought.
0: Yeah, I would say it wasn't terrible, but I mean it was pretty cheesy i would say but it didn't it's not the worst i've ever seen by it's not roger mm-hmm. corman stuff
1: mm-hmm. and now i know what he means <laughs> by that by the way
0: <laughs> yes because uh you've seen a little clip from the uh-huh. corman movie um acting oh man I, I i don't really know how to grade the acting on this the little boys and the kids were good i mean they fit the role The overacting, I mean, it's the type of movie that I think it's supposed to be. That's what they wanted, right? Especially like with the father, some of the teachers. I don't know. I just got this, it's a fantasy movie and I I have trouble disassociating with that level of, okay, it can be over the top and whimsical and not real because it is a fantasy movie. Mm Mm-hmm. So how would you grade the acting?
1: Well, that's a tough overall? one. That that's a tough one. I mean, for me I believe the
0: little kids. Yeah, that's and, the point
1: of it. Yeah, and these kids, they had never acted before. They were all chosen for this movie. And I think they were good. I definitely think and of course we will talk about it later they definitely we're talking
0: about it now we're running long go
1: okay but the point is that like they grow into the characters and they definitely they become better with each movie but here i thought they were good now the yes the uncle uncle vernon he was definitely a caricature and that is completely intentional because he is supposed to be a, a big bad dumb guy not evil but very dumb. So, yeah, it's completely on purpose. I didn't find overacting in any of the teachers or anything. I mean, whatever there was, like the bad guy, let's say, it is intentional. So, I mean, I was fine with the acting.
0: All right. And then the last with the effects was the witch scene. They're playing, what's it called? Scrimmage, scrummage. They're flying like witches. Quidditch.
1: Quidditch. (laughs) Quidditch.
0: that is (laughs) bewitchy. if you ever seen that tv show from the 60s when she's on a broom i mean it was a little better than that but it It was much better than that it's kind of cheesy
1: but there were scenes like for example one scene where neville longbottom gets like he accidentally flies on his broom and he gets dropped by the broom and it has. It is very clearly CGI, like, and that is something that I've noticed always. Like from the very first time I saw the movie, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Yes, that is bad. but see,
0: that's the thing. I'm trying to make a statement here. It's fantasy. It's in this world, and like when they're waving the wand and something shoots out of it somewhere else. I mean, it's better than Corman. I mean, you still know it's fake, but it's good enough. It's doing magic and wizardry, yeah. so that's how it would be so i'm ready phantom we're running long here we're gonna run an hour long episode here on harry potter that's not what i wanted but <laughs> all right i'll start i'm just gonna go down the middle with this this is an average movie and i'm going on the technical sides this is not my type of movie the story's so far-fetched i try to get into these fantasy scenarios but there's just gotta be some level of realism and the only one i can put my hand on is Wizard of Oz and maybe that Alice in Wonderland with Johnny Depp like I, I just wanted to feel more real and not so far-fetched and goofy characters in it and I, I just don't like it but on the technical side it was very well done it's a an avoid movie to me I, I think if you're under 17 watch it but nobody else if you haven't seen that so five and avoid what do you got phantom
1: well this movie it has never been a favorite movie of mine because at first i liked this movie but i really fell in love with the story because of the books so i always found the movies to be not good enough but this one is really cool It introduces you to the story in a decent way like it's okay and that's it to me it's a seven and it is a buy because i like these movies so that's it
0: okay 4k disc quality now there's eight of these i bought the phantom the complete set that has all the 4ks and all the blu-rays you can buy them separately though this was an expensive box set when this came out. So we're just going to go through the video quality on this one. And I'm not sure Phantom knows this. Only two of the eight Harry Potter movies in the franchise are actually true 4K. This is one of them. And I don't know what number it would be, but Chamber of Secrets is the, the other The second one. one. Okay, so all the other ones are the fake 4K upconverted. I don't think that makes much of a difference there's some critics that are really sticklers with that not to me because your tv upscales it anyway hd content and everything else if you got a decent enough set and player it's going to do a good job and we got some demo worthy 2k up converts to 4k so yeah that's not a negative
1: native 4k is not necessarily a
0: good thing a good thing okay this one does have some grain yes at times yeah and sometimes worse than others
1: yes it's not incredibly noticeable but it's definitely there a
0: couple scenes really was like it's funny because it almost took you out it was going along mild grain, then you'd get a nice bright scene and you'd see no grain it'd look really good And then it would go to a little bit darker scene and the air comes all that fuzzies.
1: Or smoky or something like that. And yeah, it's very prevalent, but it's not in many scenes.
0: Now, Phantom, you've seen this movie many times on different formats, so I'm really curious what you think of it.
1: Well, actually, I had only ever seen it on DVD, I think, and maybe VHS. Maybe I had it first on VHS and then I got the DVD, but that was it. I never had it on Blu-ray. Actually, I only ever had the Blu-ray of the two last movies. And, uh, well, it always looked good to me before. But, yeah, I mean, with the 4K, it does look better. It, It really does look better. Of course, it has the caveat that sometimes some CGI or something is way more obvious. But in general... It does look better.
0: Yeah, but it's not that much better, No. Yeah, no, this, not that this much. This is definitely not a disc you would show off. It's a... I wouldn't say dated. It wasn't like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say it's that. no
1: Batman.
0: You know, like it didn't feel... Now, this isn't 20 years old, though. That was over 30 years. So, you have that. Now, remember, this is the same year Fast and the Furious. So we got that comparison here phantom and we got a lot of colors and a lot of scenes here and it just wasn't up the spec i would call
1: i don't know i think it was i think in general it definitely looks better and it has like close-ups and stuff that look very good
0: it doesn't look better than a dvd or the blu-ray i'm just saying in comparison to another movie that came out the same time or around the same time, what you're expecting? Let me put it that way: Was you expecting more from this movie? Not really. No. So <laughs> that, but that, yeah, phantom. But that you're starting to feel sour on a lot of these discs because they're not doing a good conversion. No, I mean,
1: I was not impressed by it. Don't you but think I was they satisfied. really could
0: up the HDR in all these scenes?
1: maybe maybe but i really wasn't expecting it to be wow or anything See, but- i
0: was because this is the type of movie just like in aquaman and some of these fantasy movies where they're in another place and yes it's real characters well yeah real humans let's say no there was that digital ape thing
1: the troll the the, yes. uh, the mountain troll
0: <laughs> yes which reminded me of the monkey in a uh, lord of the rings but which was link. a
1: cave troll yes so i mean they were trolls yes both of them.
0: okay so i take that back there was some digital stuff but this is the type of movie when you got cgi and flying and stuff if you would have amped up that hdr i don't care if it looks fake because it's already fake i want this to pop and this movie did not have that this was a very static image most of it
1: only in some scenes it really popped to me but it was very
0: few like there was the scene when the train was coming at you with the headlight on the train like that was where hdr was utilized like that really showed there yeah
1: and no towards the end there's also a scene where where there's a lot of fire and that looked pretty cool and also, the chess scene looks really nice and really vivid, and the sound is everywhere. So it, it looked really yes. good.
0: Well, since you're mentioning that, let's get to the sound because this is one that's in Atmos Phantom, and I was impressed with that.
1: Yeah, great sound.
0: Compare it to Fast and Furious, even though it's the different type movie, but that's no. one they upconverted that didn't
1: yeah it, it was the not same. the same yeah but no, it did the same.
0: surround you there yeah. was things going around you during these flying scenes and stuff like this mm-hmm. but i would say it was pretty impressive
1: it actually, was actually
0: the atmos
1: yeah it was the sound was very decent in this movie the the music surrounds you and it's the kind of music that goes through different speakers so mm-hmm. you keep hearing it from different parts and everything there's also a scene where there are keys flying keys And you do hear the keys, you know, everywhere around you. It was very
0: nice. Yes, and then, like, the talking hat scene when they put them in each house. I did
1: like that very much.
0: Like, there's a lot of modulation of voices going on in this movie. So, you got a lot of different sounds, voices, effects coming around you. I I was impressed. That's the best thing about this movie. And the accomplishments, of some of the effects were really good
1: yeah i expect actually i don't know like i i had braids myself for a lot of fake looking effects and i didn't get them the actually the effects were very very good in general
0: all right how about those special features
1: they are all on the blu-ray we have introduction by daniel radcliffe creating the world of harry potter part one the magic begins a glimpse into the world of Harry Potter TV special, deleted scenes, teaser trailer, theatrical trailer 2, theatrical trailer 3, and TV spots.
0: All right, Phantom. Big decision here. Are you going to tell people to get that 4K Blu-ray disc?
1: Yeah, I do think it's worthy. It's definitely not the best. Not like showcase material or anything but it's very decent i think it deserves a b-minus
0: that's exactly what I have. And you can legitimately say, since you've seen it on a lot of different formats, it's the best it ever looked, right? Oh, definitely. But it's not nothing that'll blow your mind.
1: No, it will not blow your e- mind. Because even
0: the faces and the details is just not up to snuff to what 4K can no, do.
1: No, but I was surprised because, I mean, I have seen this movie a lot of times. And yeah, I mean, like Richard Harris's face never looked better maggie smith and the everyone like snape's hair is like so black like bluish black like like really deep and it really shows so yeah i think this is the best it has ever looked i'll say
0: the little people's ears really looked fake as heck
1: oh i i (laughs) don't know i don't know about that (laughs) all right
0: phantom i know she's itching to say something about the book so I'm giving her three minutes (laughs) to rant that's all you get so listen to her rant and talk about the book or what she's got to say go
1: I think it's specifically this movie it's one of the uh, no I hate to say it's one of the best adapted because it's not true there were many things that were left out and I always resent that but With time, I've come to understand that they cannot just make everything in the book come to life because then it would be miniseries we are talking about, not movies. Now, as I was telling Bill before, I have never been a fan of the movies per se. I was completely mesmerized by the story in the books because it's way deeper. It's way more complex. There's a uh, reason for everything. Like, for example, you were talking about how you don't know why they just left the baby. Well, you will find out eventually. And it wasn't really in the book, in the first book. It was later on. But they tell you everything eventually. Now, I know that many people love Harry Potter just because of the movies. And if you're one of those people, I really, really highly recommend that you visit the books Because I know there's something in the fandom that people sometimes say that if you are a Harry Potter fan just because of the movies, then you are not really a Harry Potter fan. And as much as I hate to agree, I agree. Because if you have only seen the movies, you only know half the story. And that's it.
0: And if you don't know out there. Phantom was on a podcast with a couple other women and a priest for many years.
1: And a guy, too. Yes. Yeah.
0: On a, just talked about Harry Potter. That was yeah, it. it was
1: called The Secrets of Harry Potter. And basically what we discussed was the symbolism present in the Harry Potter series and their ties with religious symbolism, Christianity, and everything.
0: All right, let's lead it out. all right if you haven't subscribed yet to us you need to we got so many more bonus episodes coming out this month and into the new year so for lady phantom i am bill shetty we will catch you on the next movies in 4k